Coming to you from Rochester, New York, home of the Lilac Festival, Strong Museum of Play, and the National Tech Institute for the Deaf. Your one-stop shop for everything nerdy and geeky, here's FC3 Monkey Business, starring your hosts, Tiny Metris, Chris Frank, and Billy Diator. Coming at you in the latest 4D technology, here's your host, Chris Frank. You can hear her, like, trying not to laugh at yeah, the trying end to, of that. Yeah, trying to not giggle. Happy episode 127, kids. Woohoo! Can't believe we've been at this. 127 of them. That's amazing. Uh, call me when we're at 200. We're getting there. <laughs> we're getting there. I'm predicting that'll probably 70, be... 73 uh, to go. 73 to go. I'm predicting we'll probably be there somewhere in uh, late 2020. We're in phase four? We're, we're not in phase four yet. We're still in season three. <laughs> we're normal. We have seasons, not phases. Oh, okay. We're the fantastic four. Yes, we are. Today, Hi, we're today. four of us. We have a Tony. We have a Tanya. We have a me. We have a Billy Billy. Hey! A Billy Diator. Billy yeah. Diator. <laughs> I've had my name pronounced so many ways, they could, any and all of them are correct. As long as they don't call you late for dinner. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll still show up. Yeah, just late. Just late. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Hopefully leftovers. Yeah. Always. Like leftovers. So, happy end of July, people. Happy end of July. I can't believe the summer's already halfway over. It's amazing. Good. Uh, just a piece of business, uh, dear listener. The next couple of weeks are going to be very devoid of monkey business because we're taking a couple of br- uh, a couple a of weeks break. Couple hiatus. mid-season hiatus. We're all doing vacations and stuff like that, so uh, you will not be hearing us for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but pick, we'll be picking back up. Let's see, at the fourth, which is going to make two hundred further away. Only by a couple of weeks. Though. Oh, I stink. Uh, away. No, let's we still love see. You, um, we're off the 7th and the 14th, so we'll re- be returning August 21st. August 21st. We'll be back right as rain on the 21st. So does that mean, are we taking our Labor Day vacation and starting season four after it? Or do we take our vacation now and start season four before Labor Day? I'm playing that one by ear. I'll, I'll decide during the break. I'll get it all planned out since I'm kind of the producer of the show at the moment. So I'm working on that. All this would be like a natural because we're off for two weeks. Yeah, it'd be a thing. So that's a possibility. So the end of season three will be the uh, the tail end of August, uh, and then we'll be taking another short break as we get ready for season four. How's that sound? Is that okay. a good plan. That's a good plan. Sure, Woo-hoo. I like that's a plan. And then we'll we'll you know we'll, we're going to change it. We are going into phase four because why not? <laughs> why not? And we're we're going to be um, we're going to go phase four. We're going to go phase the, four, and during phase four, we're introducing our new superhero, uh, non-fireable Tony. What? I'm being replaced? No, you're not being hired back. <laughs> you're, you're just not being hired back. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> and there's no union, so there's no union in this can... one. Uh oh, <laughs> I know. Uh, as a union man, that's kind of funny for me to say, but anyway. Um, so, how's everybody doing this week? We survived the I'm heat tired. wave of 2020 or 2019, whatever the hell year it is right now. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, my uh, my niece just had her first birthday. Congratulations, um, niece. And uh, I'm still looking for a car. Really? So, yeah. Ooh, that's gone on for a little yeah. bit now. So is Chris. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> I just had mine repaired. Thank you very much. Yeah. I take the city bus. Once again, a plug for our... our RTS for the RTS, win. yes. We'll and get they you have there. multiple of those in case one has issues. Yeah. Isn't their slogan, we'll get you there? Isn't that what it is? I don't remember. Yeah. And like that. I also have a wife who'll get me places. See, there so. you go. And we give you rides. And Tanya's and Chris's. Yeah. yeah. So. All right. And uh, nothing new, Tanya? No, I'm just tired. 
It's been that. It's been a weird kind of summer for that. I think the heat. I think that heat wave that we had just like sapped my strength. Mm, okay. Because it's just been like so hot, and you just don't want to do anything. Mm-hmm. So. Note to self: heat is Tanya kryptonite. There it is. Apparently. See, why do people like the summer? Um, I like the summer because of the sh- the severe lack of snow. I think what it is, and for me, the perfect part of summer is when it's like mid seventies, early. Yeah. You know, late seventies, early eighties, the tops. When the humidity is down, kind of a, like a more manageable level. That's why September like may be the best month of the year. I, I'm with it. September's uh-huh. good. Um, We've had some heat waves in September, too. Yeah, we have, true. but Ju- June and September tend yeah. to be pretty good. July and August are always a crapshoot. Honestly, I prefer like the spring months uh, because they're like they're the they're like the perfect like low humidity and uh, we still can get snow. That's true. My favorite but, time of year is autumn, really, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But I, I always like not having to shovel. And not having to hide in air conditioning. The so joke in my house is um, when the song that's the most wonderful time of the year comes on, mm-hmm. uh, you think it's like Christmas, but it's actually going back to school. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the Staples commercial. I was, I was in Target last week picking All up a couple of things. Are st- All oh, the yeah. school supplies are up. And I remember looking at one of the Target employees and going, this is what you know Christmas in October looks like. Yeah. You know, I'm not ready for this. Well, you can't even go and get like um, swimsuits and sandals and like... And shorts and things like that because mm-hmm. all the pants and the school stuff is already out for September. We're like, mm-hmm. are you kidding me? No, that's right. I actually have to stop at Staples and like start getting stuff for uh, school. They're they're having their like fifty cent sale recent like right now. I think so. Okay. Where there's uh, deals on everything. Okay. Yeah, I still have a back to school situation at home. You know, both of the kids. One's going into college. Oh my god. The other one's going into his junior year of high school. I'm old. Anyway, good Lord. It's amazing. I was going to be a sixth grader and uh-huh. uh, a third year college student. I thought you were going to say a sixth grader and a fourth grader. I just. No. <laughs> Sometimes it feels that way. Though. Sometimes. Uh, so, what are we talking about today? Um, pets and animals in nerd culture. All right. So, like. Crypto, it, the the Wonder Dog, and yeah, we we're we're Ace having the, discussion. Are they are they pets? Are they animal companions? Are they sidekicks? Are they are they they are own they hero superheroes support? in their own right? Yeah. I, I think in a couple of cases they probably are. And it kind of like I kind of like was thinking of like Sky High. Are they are they uh, sidekicks or hero support? That type <laughs> hero of thing. support. Hero support. <laughs> so all right, but it was all brought on a couple weeks ago when we were at your house doing that multimedia meeting, mm-hmm. and Juno was running around the house trying to figure out which human she wants to go hang mm-hmm. out with and, and then i blurred out hey why don't we do an episode on like uh superhero pets she's, and then, she's uh, seriously a character all to herself mentioning something about um um animals and comic books i'm like well i'm gonna have to like go but, to everybody else because... but I, I'm, I'm not just in comic books right though. so there, that's when we went to mm-hmm. nerd culture. science fiction yeah there's uh i'm curious i have some questions about okay some things that you're interested in if am- animals and uh, pets exist mm-hmm. and other aspects of nerd I'm, culture. I'm telling you, I'm flying by the seat of my pants on this one. This, this is, is going to be is, a discussion. This is, than... Yeah, this is di- delving into something yeah. I'm not as, as 100% familiar with, so it should be a lot of fun. That'll be a couple breaks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so are we, we're ready to take our first break of the day. Yep. Uh, and then when we come back, we've got a couple, a of, couple of things to talk about, and then we'll get ready to jump into the uh, the discussion. And as long as we were talking about the seasons changing, uh-huh. meeting Isla Schlesinger. Nice. <laughs> Lady cheer. Woo! Sounds like more of a mating call at this point, but woo! It's the girl cheer. It's what girls do to let you know we're here, we're ready to go. You having fun? 
Happy to be here? Where'd you go to school? USC, how many Trojans? It's like, ma'am, this is a job interview. Why don't you put your shirt down? I'm so excited. I love New York City. I love being here, and I love that it's cold here. That too. I love that it's cold here. I love, I love season changes. One of my biggest pet peeves, though, is people who act like because they're from somewhere cold that they don't get cold. Yeah. I was in New York last Christmas. It's snowing. There's a guy in a t-shirt. I'm like, dude, aren't you cold? No, I'm from New York. I don't get cold. <laughs> Just because you're from a cold place doesn't mean you're genetically predisposed to not feeling cold. You're not a penguin. <laughs> I was like, in fact, sir, you're Puerto Rican, so if anything, you should be more cold. <laughs> when I was in college at St. John Fisher, I, I was a classmate, this kid Herb, he was from Salmanca, and he would invariably, every winter, be walking around campus in cargo shorts and sneakers with no socks. I've done that. And it's like, dude. Anyway, I was cold just looking at him. How we doing, guys? Doing swell. Good. We had Minicon. We had cosplay karaoke last week. That was cool. And uh, I conned Chris into wearing that Wonder Woman. Costume. Yeah, sure you didn't. <laughs> um, it's still in your dreams. <laughs> which is a, a scary, scary, scary thought. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we're still keeping going with events. We still have stuff going on. Tuesdays at the 585 Rockin' Burger Bar on Pixley Road. We're still doing our game nights, adult game nights and board game nights and uh, I think actually... Yeah, we just had our adult game Yeah, we night. just had that, and that was bizarre. Um, <laughs> and then we had a lot of people, um, we were kind of saw ears perking up when I mentioned I might even get a D&D game going on a Tuesday night there. Yeah. Which... Uh, and I'm thinking that we were talking about kind of changing things changing things up for game nights. Mm-hmm. That, to yeah, we've been talking something. about it. So as we, as we learn, as we change, we as we and grow evolve. and evolve, we will be letting you guys know, as always, to keep you posted. Uh, and it will be happening, a lot of those notifications will be happening right here in this particular block of the podcast. And yeah, if not here, it'll be on Monday nights on Nerd World News. On Nerd World News or on our Facebook. I'm wearing my Nerd World News t-shirt again. Yeah, that's two weeks in a row. I'm telling you, I'm, it's almost and like I'm addicted to my on, own stuff. And you're going to wear it on Monday, I'm assuming. I'm probably going to be wearing it on Monday, so okay. just to show it off. It's kind of a thing. So anyway, um, so yes, keep an eye on things. We'll be doing more events in the future. I believe there's another Minicon in the horizon. Sometime. Uh, sometime deep in the fall, deep in the autumn. Potentially. Um, and then some news about the, the 2020 Big Show should be coming up in the very near future as well. Potentially. Uh, because we've been doing some research on that. So uh, as always, Facebook, Nerd World News, and block number two of your beloved monkey business podcast <laughs> keep your ear out here we're going to take another quick break when we come back pets sidekicks companions critters oh my. plenty. oh my lions and tigers and bears oh my oh my all coming at you in oh the next my. segment tony meowing I was also thinking Chris has to stop watching baseball because the Yankees are getting clobbered. I'm okay with this. (laughs) My dad's not. We got a first pet from Woolworths. We got turtles. About this big. Cost 29 cents. My cheap father, man. Bring it home. Lived about 10 minutes. Seven years old, heartbroken. Dad... 
Myrtle's dead. <laughs> My father's chief didn't care, so that's okay. Now she's a frisbee. That's <laughs> She was a pet, now she's a toy. You see, son, that's called recycling. <laughs> I'll go get your toy. Woolworths, man, they had animals in Woolworths, y'all. Animals, but they're on sale because there's something wrong with them. <laughs> you know, they're like used pets. <laughs> they have one-eyed gerbils in there. How you doing? <laughs> Some nasty raggedy birds in Woolworths, boy. Remember them birds in there? Pigeons look through the window and go, eww. Four birds, one feather. And they all got asthma. They have fish in there, can't swim, holding on to the edge. Comedian Wally Collins. Pets. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> uh, all right, so the critters in, in nerd culture. Um, each, each, most heroes have their that one iconic pet. You know, like Superman had Crypto the dog or Superboy. Yep. And they just recently introduced Crypto in, in um, Titans, I think it was. I remember hearing a blurb where they're like they saw the dog before they've met Superboy, or something along those lines. I don't remember. But Crypto the dog, um, Brain from Inspector Gadget. <laughs> you, you know where I was going with that. Ace the Bat Hound. Hey, up. There's that. Um, Dino Mutt. Dino Mutt. Nice Blue Falcons. There you go. Robot companion. There Robot it is. Dog. And um, there's villain pets like Dexter the. Bl- <laughs> there we go. Uh, let's see who else. Who else is Scooby a companion or is he a main character? I would consider him uh, the uh, the main character. He's the main character of the Scooby Doo mystery since it's titled after him. Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was one of the top ten awesome dogs in geek culture. Okay. He was one of the top ten. Top ten awesome dogs in geek culture. There was Einstein. Uh huh. The sheepdog from Back to the Future. Okay. Okay. Um, we really didn't do that much. No. Um, Brain. Although he was the first one to travel through time. If you oh. think That's about true. It. Yeah. yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. What about Canine? Well, in the uh, in Back the to the Future series. Okay. Okay. Um, there's Brain. Brain. Of course, we talked about. Uh-huh. Canine. Um, Courage from Courage the Cowardly Dog. Ah, I love cool. Courage the Cowardly Dog. Um, Scooby-Doo is, is perhaps the most chicken-hearted yet loyal dog ever. Mm-hmm. He's helped solve more mysteries. And, and eat more jars of hot peppers than any of the three other sleuths put together. <laughs> I would yes. I would consider Scooby the main character and Scrappy the pet. Okay, <laughs> Scrappy's just whiny. Well, yeah. Um, and let's not even bring up Dummy Do. And then <laughs> and then um, Crypto. Uh huh. Um, Doug from Up. Oh, oh I God. just met you and I love you. I think you, you. <laughs> I, squirrel. I, I do not like the cone of shame. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, K nine was talking. K nine from Doctor Who. Yeah. What are some of the other critters out Does there? Does anyone else find it odd that Mickey Mouse, who is an animal, owns a dog? Oh, And yeah. yet Goofy is like a people dog. Yes. There's there's yeah. pet dog Pluto and, and people dog Goofy. Is Goofy a dog or is or is he a cow? I thought he was a cow. No, or was Google. he dating a cow? No. Goofy's he was dating a, dog. a cow. He was dating a cow. Yeah. I can't keep it straight. Gorsh. <laughs> Gorsh. Gorsh. Now, I'm on a different... One, it says the 15 most lovable pets uh-huh. in TV history. So now we're like, whatever. John Wick's dog. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> John Wick's dog. So dogs, one, one I didn't think of, Azrael from the Smurfs. Okay. Oh, sure. The cat. I was oh, trying yeah. to get uh-huh. the get the um, Smurfs. I bet, I feel like Dexter is uh, based off of Azrael. 
Oh, jeez. Um, Salem from Sabrina the okay. Teenage Witch. Okay. I th- that kind of made the original show. Right. It's just his the one cat. Li- the cat. His one liners. Yeah. <clears throat> I never really got too much further into s- the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I, I want to go back to that that series mm-hmm. and re- watch it again. Get- uh, the second season I feel is a little unwatchable in my opinion. Yeah. Really, I haven't gotten to it. That's interesting. Oh, in that case, sorry. Never mind. No, <laughs> I. T- I n- I, it's good to know, actually, yeah. because yeah. for some reason I'm not drawn to it in the different, uh, It's all it, this stuff to watch. It delves way deeper into the whole satanic uh, thing, and uh, that, to me, just made it unwatchable. Mm. Got it. One I think Billy would know is Gleek. Oh, Gleek from uh, uh, the, the Wonder Hercules. Twins. No, oh, the Wonder, Wonder Twins. Wonder Twins. Okay. Zan and Jane is monkey. Oh, mm-hmm. that's right. Uh, Brother-sister team of superheroes mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the planet Exor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, you have a current comic book that's very entertaining. Oh, yeah? Yep. Mm. Now, my question... Go ahead. My question is, and this isn't superhero, but in Tom and Jerry cartoons, Uh or Herman and Catnip, or whatever, how come the mouse is always the good guy? Wouldn't you want your cat to get the mouse? (laughs) I I consider Tom the hero of Tom and Jerry cartoons. (laughs) I did not know that question was coming, so I'm I'm shooting from the hip right here. Uh, and I'm saying that it, it, I think it appeals to the American sensibility of rooting for the underdog, you know, and, and outsmarting the, the bully. But the, still, the do, like the, the rare times a dog shows up and punches Tom in the face, let's spike the bulldog. Uh-huh. He, it, that would make Tom the underdog, but people still get happy when Spike the bulldog would punch Tom in the face. Well, it didn't happen all the time. It wasn't every episode that yeah. Spike would show up. I mean, Good it was point. still Tom and Jerry. It wasn't Spike and Tom and Jerry. Yeah. It was Tom and Jerry. And so it's this eternal battle between cat and mouse, the internal cat and mouse game literally being played out in a cartoon. Uh, and and so they've crafted Jerry to be this sympathetic figure. Because Tom always wants to hurt the mouse with something. Because and the mouse just wants to go about his business. His job is to catch mice in the house. Catch if, mice. If a, if a mouse shows up Not to in your sandwich. house... If a mouse shows up in your house, I'd be house, screeching. Wouldn't you want Tom to catch it? Well, there is a mouse in my house right now. As a matter of fact, the little bastard ran right past Juno the other day, and she just watched him go. <laughs> and you wish you had Tom the cat, yeah. except smarter. Yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just how, as Chris said, it's how they're portrayed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I think so. I don't so. know. Yeah. My kids, my kid loves watching Tom and Jerry cartoons. So. So do I. But I, I like Nibbles. Who would Nibbles? Uh, Jerry's nephew. Oh, I see. That would all was um the little gray mouse. The little gray mouse. Yeah. Um, that it was like the Fourth of July episode that he was always mm-hmm. like Independence Day. He was like pulling out firecrackers and uh, little TNT things out of his diaper and stuff as he was whatever. And mm-hmm. and Jerry's like no, and he's going to put it out because he wants to make them be safe and things like that. And Jerry never spoke though, did he? he was like it's like Penn and Teller. Um, he was teller. There was like sound effects where they like he makes vocalizations, but okay. uh, no actual like no. no words. I know Tom spoke mm-hmm. once in a while. Yeah, um, he, he would sing. Is you Buenos as you dias, senorita. <laughs> so some of the other critters out there, we want to focus on what 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 other critters are out there that got are, our attention? Are there pets in Dungeons and Dragons? Yes, it's possible. It's called an animal companion. Okay. Um, yeah, rangers and druids get them, but it has always been the case. Wizards but can have familiars. Wizards can have familiars. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's always been some sort of rule to have pets, because I know Ian has always tried to have a dog. You know, he's mm-hmm. always he's always getting a dog when we play D&D. 
Um, but yeah, uh, rangers have animal companions and, and druids can do that as well. Uh, and then like she was saying, wizards can get their, their animal familiars. They give them extra bonuses and stuff. I have the rest of the party stuff. as my pets. So. Yeah, that's would, the thing. Uh, would you can, in Harry Potter, would you consider um, uh, Sirius Black and... Um, uh, Remus Lupin? No, not Remus. The mm-hmm. other one, the the one that would turn into a rat. Peter Pettigrew. Peter Pettigrew. Would you consider them animals, or would you consider them people? Well, they're people that can turn themselves into animals. They're mm-hmm. they're animagus is the uh, the the Potterverse term for it. Animagus. Um, it's just basically that's working magic to create themselves into into shapeshift. Um, but no, I wouldn't consider them animals. Just. Uh, or would you consider the the two forms separate? Separate. Or together. I don't understand where you're going with that. I think I'd say. With, I don't know. I, okay. I don't know where I'm going with. All right, it. you're fired. <laughs> okay. All right, moving on. <laughs> I mean, in in the Harry Potter verse, um, they each have their like their owls and their cats yeah. and and their toads and things like that. So there, you you have that not that tip of the hat to the whole wizards familiar thing going mm-hmm. on. Um, but truly, the they are they are wizards that can change their form into those those animal forms mm-hmm. makes sense it's no different than like a druid being able to shift into an animal form Wild a polymorph form. yeah i don't collect animal companions i am my own animal companion <laughs> uh, wow yes yes on work right well, time i play a druid it's my usual line uh, you don't collect mounts you are the mount i am the mount well yeah that's a whole other connotation there <laughs> i am kind of I'm going to get hit now. <laughs> I don't have reach. You do. Yay. Keep going towards Tony. <laughs> moving this way. Oh, wow. Look at that. Yankees are losing. Um, I know. It sucks. But, you know, that that's like, that dips into mythology, though, because you have these these fantastical characters, these witches, druids, uh, warlocks, all of this stuff coming up, just not even from sci-fi and, and fantasy literature, but from mythology. Uh, and the animal companion is kind of one of those things that just is talked about on a fairly regular basis. Egyptians worshiping cats, which did nothing for cat egos, I got to say, um, you know, and, and, you know, having the, the faithful companion, you know, the king's hunting dogs, things like that. It's, it's, it's the Batman's cow, the Batman's, the Batman's what? The Batman's cow, 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 help Bat me, cow, Bat cow, that? help me. Uh, Where for, are you getting uh, from this one from? Ah, I was go- I was going off of your uh, the the huntsman's dog. Oh, so I see. The Batman's cow. The Batman's cow. Yes. Still fired. Um, <laughs> Bat cow. What are some of the, what are some of the other like well, critters? Supergirl had a horse. Oh, Comet, did she really? Comet the horse, but he was a human that was. Uh, let's see. Describe. He was originally a centaur in ancient Greece named Byron. The witch Cirque gave him a potion to turn him fully human after he prevented an evil sorcerer uh, from poisoning her water. Hmm. But my mistake made him fully horse instead due to the sentence didn't make sense. To complications. Me. Yeah, complications. <laughs> uh, so Supergirl wound up having this horse as a companion. Interesting. Was now was that back like in her original era, back in the forties yeah, and fifties and stuff? Six, yeah, in, in the fifties and sixties, there was a whole legion of super pets. That <laughs> really, Tony, are you familiar with I am, the sixties legion? Of very, super? I am vaguely familiar of them. It was Crypto. It was Crypto. It was Ace. It was uh, no Ace wasn't in the Ace original. Wasn't in it? No Comet, Streaky, Crypto, and Beepo. Beppo the Beppo. monkey. Mm-hmm. He was uh, somehow. Beppo the monkey. It, it turned out that. <laughs> 
Kell wow. wasn't the only person or the only thing they sent from Krypton. It turns out they sent crypto at some point uh-huh. before they sent Kalel off to uh, test rockets. Or it was Beppo the monkey. Uh, so they kept giving Superman like Ant and Superboy and Supergirl. Super monkey from Krypton. Yes. They, they had a test monkey. What the heck is Prody? Prody was the, uh, in the 30th century, there was the Legion of Superheroes. Okay. And uh, they gave... The Legion of Superheroes, a Legion of Super Pets, and in fact, I have an original piece of artwork by Fernando Ruiz of the Legion of Super Pets with uh, Comet and Crypto and and um, uh, Beppo and Streaky, Streaky, Streaky the cat was Supergirl's cat, and uh, Prodi was Chameleon Boy's protoplasm. It was like a blo- uh, glob of protoplasm that could shape shift into anything you wanted. Interesting. So. There was Prodi, and then Prodi got killed, and there was Prodi, Prodi too. Yep. Another member I of mean, their race. Th- there's a good question. What defines a pet for a hero? <laughs> I mean, because yeah. uh, you can have a eukaryote as a fr- as a super pet. A what? Eukaryote. What's Single-celled uh, organism. Oh, okay. Well, there you have it. He went science on me. He went science-y. Hmm. Um, I mean, is it something that's just... Is it a mandatory kind of a of a thing for superheroes to have some sort of a uh, a pet? I I think they gave Superman and Supergirl pets to the make them more to humanize hum- them a little yeah, bit. Yeah, humanize them a little bit. Show that they had little animal friends. Interesting. You know, what I find or interesting, to, or to so kids would would enjoy the relating uh, to them better. Yeah. Okay. Because. Marvel didn't do a lot with pets, did they? No. Not really, no. They had Spider-Ham, and that's about it. <laughs> he wasn't a pet, though. He was just He was just a multiverse. Pig, a pig version of Spider-Man. <laughs> Peter Porker. Peter Porker. <laughs> Voiced by John Mulaney. Mulaney. God, John Mulaney's a great stand He's comic. freaking hilarious. All right. Is uh, Walking Dead, did they ever have zombie yes. dogs? Well, they didn't have zombie dogs. <laughs> they had zombie pets, though. How come? Um, maybe, uh, I, I got the impression that the, the infection only affected humans, which would make sense because most infections that are of that type would only affect one organism. Yeah. Um, I think Norman Reedus had basically, I, I, this might be urban legend, but I remember some sort of interview saying that, uh, they wanted to avoid the budget was already tight in the early mm-hmm. years yeah. of the show. So they wanted to avoid a lot of extra special effects. So they they left dogs and stuff out of it because they were so much they were they were hard to work with and mm-hmm. they didn't want to incur the extra expense. Yep. So I think the reason you're not seeing zombie dogs in in in, uh, in um, Walking Dead is just a matter of economic feasibility. However, no. So, however, they did give Norman Reedus his own dog in the uh, most recent season. Oh, did they really? Yes. Is it a zombie dog? No, it is not a zombie dog. Okay. It's just a dog, and that uh, that. Um, uh, that Norman Reedus's character Daryl has named Dog. Dog. Dog the dog. <laughs> dog the dog. That's great. <laughs> okay, there are a couple Marvel um, pets. The seven most loyal pets in the Marvel universe. Okay. Um, this was in April of 2019. Um, Lockjaw. Oh, Lockjaw. Oh, yeah. From the Inhumans. All right, the teleporting dog. Yep. Huge. I forgot about him. The mm-hmm. next one is Bats. It. Um, don't know that one. The Marvel Universe is full of them. You don't have just Lockjaw, but Cosmo, Sassafras, Dogpool, and Bats, because every master of the <laughs> mystic arts needs someone to scratch behind the ears every once in a while. 
It's uh, a mystical whatever that's for Doctor Strange. I forgot about Dogpool. Dogpool. Deadpool's uh, dog. Okay. When Loki defeated Doctor Strange and became the new Sorcerer Supreme, Steven became a vet and good friends with a talk of basset hound named Bats. Hmm. Yeah. So then there was Lockheed. 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 Lockheed Martin. Please tell me his last name was Martin. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, it was an alien dragon. And who was the Kitty, Kitty Pride. Oh, oh, the pseudo dragon. Yeah. Saved by a purple dragon would be dubbed Lockheed. Okay. The pseudo. I completely forgot about Kitty Pride's dra- little pseudo dragon. Okay. Then um, in the movie it was Goose, but this is uh, Chewy. Okay. The next loyal yeah, pet Captain, Marvel's, oh. Captain Marvel's cat. cat. Mm-hmm. The Flurkin. The Flurkin. Uh, Penny Parker's psychic psychic spider. Right. There's a devil dinosaur. Luna Lafayette, aka Moon Girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Red Wing. Oh yeah, Red Wing is technically a pet. <laughs> mm-hmm. Is it Falcon's? Red Wing pet and Falcon. Yeah. 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 In Sam in the movies, it's a robotic bird, but in the in the series, it's a, in it's the comics. So it's actually there you a go. There, Marvel does have some. That's amazing. What's a flurk? Is a flurkin? Is it? And a, they always think that Rocket is a pet. Yes, true. <laughs> oh yeah. And Thor thinks that Rocket's a rabbit. <laughs> okay, rabbits. <laughs> are are animal companions actually like? Are they necessary? Or are they important? Or are they a distraction? I feel like they. Uh, Depends uh, how you do it. I feel like they can add depth to the character, mm-hmm. especially some people can make a connection. Yeah. Well, like you know, Billy was talking about because you have these these ex- otherworldly creatures. You know, Superman, Supergirl, Superboy, all the, the super family there, uh, and they're all from another planet. So having the pets helps kind of humanize them a little bit and, and make them more relatable for that time period. Are they still doing in in the comic books? Billy, are these are the the super? They've actually family? rebooted Ace the Bat Hound a couple times. Uh-huh. Uh, recently, there was a really good story, sort of an origin story for Ace, how he was a a criminal sort of abused dog. Okay. And uh, Alfred wound up keeping it and training him. Interesting. To uh, become Bruce Wayne's pet. Okay. And gave him to him as a Christmas present. Huh. And it's a really sweet story. Look up a, a story called Good Boy. Good boy. Good boy. It's a, it's a very good it's short little Batman story. <laughs> Excuse with me. Ace's uh, sort of rebooted origin story, and I, I really like that one. And uh, oh, I I did have a question. Yes. It, it slipped my head. It slipped my brain. I may have to go back to it. Shoot. I'm sorry. That's all right. Got distracted. I mean, if we're if we're also talking about other uh, video game, if we're talking about video game uh, animals, they're there's plenty in there, like uh, dog meat in the Fallout series. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't like dog meat? Uh, and Baldur's they, Gate has uh, that one barbarian with his mouse companion, Boo. Go for the eyes, Boo. Go for the eyes. I I love um, in Mass Effect they have uh, Captain Shepard's uh, gerbil, and uh, in one of the DLCs, oh uh, yeah, they uh, the evil version of Captain Shepard throws. Uh, or Commander Shepard throws the uh, gerbil into a garbage bin. Oh, jeez. And uh, the good Captain Sh- or Commander Shepard's like, she must. Uh, they messed with my uh, gerbil. Yeah. I'm, they have to die now. They have to die. <laughs> Isn't John Wick the whole thing based on yeah. his dog being yeah. killed? Right. Because um, in the first movie, I'm not sure what's going on with the, the, the comic book series because I never followed it. 
Uh, but the premise of the first movie is that the the son of the Russian gangster um, sees his car, wants the car, goes to steal the car, doesn't realize that it's actually John Wick. So breaks into the guy's house to steal the car. Uh, when John Wick responds to that, he gets his ass kicked. Well, the dog was just a puppy. Uh, gets in the way, so they killed the puppy. But what they don't know that you were finding out in the first few minutes is that the wife had just recently passed away from cancer uh, and had the dog delivered as one final present, give him something to care for, uh-huh. something to, to keep connected to her. So he doesn't, he doesn't really care about the dog. He cares about what the dog represents. Mm-hmm. So here this kid comes along, steals his car, kills his dog. His dog is the only thing he had left of his wife. And that starts the whole series into into motion. So basically, three movies based on the premise of that puppy is not much fun. Killed. Yeah, yeah. And two, the the three movies are literally just months apart from each, or literally like weeks apart from each other. Yeah, in screen time. In screen time. Yeah, it all it's just just one basically, you know, five six hour sequence of you killed my dog, so now this, this I'm going to get you. And I want to get my car back, and I'm going to get you for killing my dog. And then he finds out that the kid is the son of the the Uber boss that he had worked for so many years ago. Uh, so then it just becomes it just spirals out of control. It just all because of a of, of a dead dog. So now to be fair, somebody kills my dog. Yeah, I'm going on yeah. a rampage. There's so. a uh, unwritten rule in Hollywood that you don't kill a dog. No, um, I think there's even it, a. It, you only it's do just it the unwritten make, rule. Yeah. Isn't there, isn't there a, a, a website out there saying the dogs the dog lives.com or something like that where it basically tells you if the pets um, if the pets survive the story or not because some people were like they could go see an, an action adventure movie but if the dog is implied to have been killed or something like that then it just trauma so they don't want to see it mm-hmm. right so there's a website out there I got I can't remember the address off the top of my head but um, it, it basically says okay the movie yes it has a dog yes it survives. Here's this movie. Oh, there's a dog and a couple of cats. One of the cats gets it. Stuff like that to prepare people for the emotional trauma of of us seeing the pet, you know, biting it in the end or whatever mm. the case may be. Mm. Like, uh, oh, did you see The Shape of Water? No, I did not. Oh, <laughs> so good. That movie is so, so good. It is on my list of things but I have the, to the see. The thing that made me saddest at one point, mm-hmm. just because it was in his nature, the monster ate one of, one of the main character's cats. Oh, jeez. And it made me sad. Uh-huh. But even like the owner, well, that's what he does. Yeah, he didn't know. <laughs> While they're trying to save the monster, the monster right. ate the cat, and it, it, it made me say, "No, please don't eat the cat." That's so, my cat. He ate the cat. <laughs> um, well, well, here's yeah. one going back in time. Okay. Battle cat. From He Man. From He Man. Oh. Oh right, the the scaredy cat that turns the into coward, cowardly cringer, who's also Prince Adam's pet tiger, but, um. He serves as the mount mm-hmm. for the brave and brawny He-Man battle mm-hmm. cat. Cringer is lazy, oversleeps, and over or overeats and sleeps constantly. He's about a, as brave as a mouse. But when Prince Adam transforms into He-Man, Cringer becomes the mighty battle cat, fighting alongside He-Man while the bravery in the universe by the power of Grayskull. Da-da-da. Sorry. <laughs> um, do they add pets to humanize? characters or because people identify with characters with pets like even the flintstones had dino yeah <laughs> it's, it's to, to normalize to humanize yeah. i think that's to, to give you that connection um maybe it'll help people envision themselves in the story mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. because 
you know, you you have a pet or you you long to have a pet or you, this is something you've been wanting to have a pet. Now this cool character that you like to watch has a pet and you can kind of see yourself in the story because you'd be, it'd be great Art to have a pet like that. Life. Art imitates life, stuff like that. Um, yeah, I'd wonder if that's maybe a, a, a nuance of it. What do you think, Tom? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I feel like an animal in the story automatically makes you like the character more. Uh-huh. Um, especially if it's... Well, a- what if it's Blofeld in the James Bond series and his damn white fluffy cat? But does the look of that cat showcase the evil? Because that cat does look like a bad guy. Yeah. It, it, it accentuates well, even the bad guy. It's almost guy. like part of his outfit. The, no, in like, that case, the cat is almost like part of the ensemble. Yeah. Well, even in the cat in Inspector Gadget was the the, um, oh, the ba- companion uh, it, of the, the claw. The claw. The, the cat was, See? was always uh, trying and, to go but after there's, brain. But there's the thing. Cats are evil. Dogs rule. <laughs> sorry, Tony. Or, See, uh, <laughs> sorry, Billy. <laughs> See, uh, this has gone cat. badly. Uh, I know. <laughs> Wait a minute. Are you firing, Chris? Uh, no. <laughs> Stranger things have happened. Yeah. See the movie, uh, movie Cats versus Dogs. That is a. That, that is, is a. That was a funny movie. Mm-hmm. I did yeah. see that one. And the, the revenge, um, Cats versus Dogs too. The revenge of Kitty Galore. <laughs> Kitty Galore. Kitty Galore. They should have gone all in on that one. I'm just saying they should have gone in all in. So one. I have both of them, but yeah, it's the luckiest cat in all of science fiction. I don't remember the cat's name. Spot? The, they the even gave Data a cat. Alien. Ripley's cat. Oh. And alien. Jonesy. Jonesy the cat and Alien. Huh. Luckiest cat in science fiction history because that cat could have gotten eaten several times. Managed yeah. to survive and survived the blowing up of the Nosferatu. Or the Nostromo, excuse me. I always get my noses all. Nosferatu, isn't that like a vampire? Yeah, that's yes. a I, Nostromo, Nosferatu. It's, you know, I get my noses all in a twist. <laughs> Get them all backwards, but yeah, survived. It's that. That's the. That's the. That's the badass character of the whole movie. But the then cat. it's like you the have. <laughs> so, um, going with that, are the cats portrayed as evil in all of the? Not always. Not always, but usually. I think they they get the reputation because they're because, so like Austin Powers. Uh huh. Going back like to the Middle Ages, cats were always viewed as like a demonic uh, creature. Well, it can be so capricious. I mean, that's the thing about a cat is they have their own personality. They have their own way of looking at the world. Um, You know, the Egyptians worship them as gods and and that that was genetic race memory was handed down through all the cats that have ever been born since. You know, where they're like, yeah, I'm a god. You must worship me, (laughs) you know. But uh, dogs are are too clueless to understand any better, you know. Now, have you, have you guys ever heard of or seen a movie called The Secret Life of Walt, uh, uh, Walt Walter Mitty? No, but it's a story. I, it's there was a remake recently. Ben Stiller played Walter Mitty. Yeah. Who was it, the original one? Danny Kay. Danny Kay. And it's based on a James Thurber. I've series of stories. I'm familiar with them. I don't think I've ever seen either of the versions though. Okay, it's a, it's about a guy who daydreams that he's mm-hmm. adventurous, that he's heroic. That and I I bring this up. He has because, a very boring life. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I bring this up because in the '70s, when I was a kid, there was a uh, cartoon series. Only ran for one season. I just had to Google it, mm-hmm. but I loved it. I watched it. The Secret Life of Waldo Kitty. Okay. And it, the wraparound had a live action cat. Who would get chased by a dog and then like run and hide and then daydream and turn into a cartoon version of Waldo mm-hmm. where he was Catman, a, a cat version of Batman, uh-huh. the Lone Kitty, a version of the Lone Ranger, or uh, uh, what was the uh, Sheriff of Sherwood where he was a Robin Cat. 
Okay. And so, so it's almost like... Um, and Tyrone was the evil bulldog who was like the bad guy in all the stories. It reminds me of like uh, Wishbone from like the 90s. Yeah. Uh, I was also thinking of Black Adder. Where you, it's the same character but finding himself in different situations, different lives, different personalities. But They, they even have an episode of uh, The Secret Life of Waldo Kitty. Cat mm. Trek. Yeah. Nice. Yep. In a parody of Star Trek, Waldo and his friends aboard a spaceship, which is being actively watched and followed by the by a spaceship named Tyronius. Yeah, because Tyrone was the bad guy. Mm-hmm. So now That's I cool, want to see if this show like is that. available on DVD, even though I'm sure it's terrible. <laughs> I'm sure it's <laughs> terrible, and, and but I want to watch the, it. Uh, the six or seven year old me, ten year old me, mm-hmm. had absolutely no taste. But now I want to know if it's available. It was on a limited <laughs> line of budget VHS tapes. Mm. Oh yeah. well, I'll never know. see Waldo Kitty again. I'm sure if you look hard enough, it's on yeah. YouTube. Oh, probably. Do, do you guys have a favorite animal in any like like spread across all of fiction, comic strips, comic book t- comic books, TV movies, uh, regular fiction books, nonfiction books? Uh, in life, real, you know, across all of it, do you have like I, a favorite, like I re- a, a particular I really like animal that sticks out? Crypto, crypto, the I love super dog. Crypto. I if if he's is he in more a than just decoration? Book? Is he he has like stuff that he does on his own? They gave him his own series of stories where uh-huh. he romped through space and helped people. Where mm-hmm. he was like a in the Superman family comics that I've been collecting, there was a series of crypto stories where he was almost like uh, the fugitive, where he wandered the earth and or no, the guy in Kung Fu uh-huh. and, helped, and helped other dogs or okay. people. And I, I, I always got a kick out of crypto. That's great. That's great. How about you, Tone? Uh, Ace the Bat Hound. Ace the Bat Hound. All I right. love Ace the Bat Hound. I uh, see references to him all the time in like games I play and uh, uh, because I've been playing a lot of Batman recently. So I think it's great. It's, uh, I'm very biased at the moment because I've been playing a lot of Batman and mm-hmm. reading a lot of Batman recently. So... So you have a little more exposure to that particular character. Yeah, at the moment. <laughs> How about you, Tanya? She hates animals. No, I knew I it. You hate animals. <laughs> Pete is going to start writing letters now. Okay. <laughs> we got a letter. Yay. People eating tasty animals. Mm. Uh, I don't think I would say that I have a, fa- a favorite that jumps out at me because, mm-hmm. I mean, as I said, I didn't watch comics and it's not, I didn't watch comics. I didn't watch comics and I didn't read them either. Um, Did Supernatural have any animals? From time to time, one would pop through. But I don't think it was like a true pet. Does no. Mark Harmon have a dog? Does Jeremy Renner have a dog? <laughs> well, Jeremy Renner actually does have a dog. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to flip Billy off. You flip Billy <laughs> off. That's amazing. Um, I, you know, I'm drawing a blank. <laughs> I, I like how you did mention earlier Billy uh, Data's cat spot. Yeah. Which I thought um, was hilarious. Oh, I'm going to have to go Porthos. Captain Archer's prize beagle. I love that. I love that dog. You know what happens when you eat cheese? It's bad. Either that or the the annoying little tribbles. Oof. (laughs) Those were like pets. Get your tribbles spayed and neutered. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's too late. They're born pregnant. I I definitely would have to go Porthos for Mm -hmm. uh, Captain Archer's dog. Okay. Beagles are cute. They're adorable. Those were the ones that we had growing up when I was oh, yeah. growing up. We had beagles that are tough to train. I've noticed. I've heard they about. were hunting dogs. They were hunting dogs. Yeah. My dad had two hunting dogs. Yeah. Hammer and Murphy, and then we had Tessie. Tessie. Yeah. Tessie was the weird beagle. I have a herding dog. Yes. It's not a hunting dog. She's a she's a working animal. 
Uh, and yeah, it's funny to see her gather all of her toys and put them in one spot. It's <laughs> like, wow, that's really happening. That's kind of neat. Um, for me, it Opus the Penguin from Bloom County. That's my spirit oh, animal that's right there. that's a great call. The hefty-nosed penguin. I have a stuffed penguin. Uh, I have a stuffed opus that my mom gave me when I was 16. Mm-hmm. It's one of my prized possessions. It's still sitting on my uh, bookcase at home. That's right. There's a whole bunch of animals in comic strips with yep. Ruff, Ruff the dog, Dennis Heathcliff. the Menace's dog. Garfield. Mm-hmm. Garfield. Garfield. <laughs> yeah. There's all kinds of good Yeah, we stayed. Animals. We did comics, not comic strips. Yeah, wow. but there's plenty of good ones. So tell us what your favorite critter is. Let us know. Uh, you know, fire us off a tweet, make a reply, do something along those lines, and let us know what your uh, your favorite critter is, and we'll have a little talk about that. Uh, so quick break, and then when we come back, we'll wrap some stuff up for the week. Our portion sizes. You ever travel to Europe? They don't give you anything. <laughs> they don't give you anything. In America, they give you, they, they just keep, they bring you, the, the, you need some more food. We're the only country that, it, here's an, I just read this, this, this is unbelievable. America's pets, 30% of our pets, of our pets are overweight. <laughs> Everybody knows we have a child obesity problem, which is a real serious problem. We have a pet obesity problem. You have 30% of it. Do you know anybody who's got like a fat cat or dog? That's crazy when half the world is starving. We have, we have cats that are like... <laughs> we have dogs and cats that... And you know that you know that it's literally happened that a fat dog or a cat has been sitting there fat and the TV comes on and Christian was talking about those, you know, third world country, the kids you sponsor. You know that D-list celebrity comes on like, please, for 15 cents a day. And, and literally, this is happening. There's a giant animal going, hmm. <laughs> I'm not going to act out what the animal's thinking because that would be too contrived, but it's not contrived to imagine that a fat animal is, is in front of a TV. Think about it. There's, there's a, th- you know that there's a fat right now in America. There's a giant animal sitting there going, hmm. <laughs> Do you want to be part of this insanity? We would love for you to be part of this insanity. Several ways to be part of the the insanity. Message us. Get a conversation going. Hit us on Twitter. Hit us on Instagram. Hit us on Facebook. Say, hey, you guys should talk about such and such a situation. You, Oh, I love the way you talked about this particular thing in episode 123. We will go ahead and have those discussions with you. And if you suggest a great topic, not only will we probably create a podcast around it, but we may even invite you into the studio to join us on it. You oh, never why know. don't you just record it and send it to us? There, too. Dude, you can do that. We'll <laughs> just be fit you right in. That'd be you awesome. Know, they can Make record our an easier. intro. They could yeah, you could record an intro right along with uh, Becca and Andy and Monk and and uh, who else did one? I did uh, and one. and Tony, Tony did one. Chris and and I did one. Yes, I won't talk about that though. Um, so yeah, record an intro, hang out with us, and let us know what you're thinking about what we do on the podcast. If you're interested in sponsoring us, as always, we talk about this all the time. Email sponsors at fc3roc.org. We have several levels, and we could even customize some stuff for you. And our Patreon blog with James Irish's video game blog. Uh, there's some fiction pieces popping up now. Uh, Chrissy Harding's working on some stuff. I've been working on some stuff. There's going to be more to the Patreon as that goes, but several levels available. Uh, now I have to take a moment of everybody's time while I try to find what the question of the friggin' what week was. is your favorite piece, favorite item of geeky clothing? Ah, uh, there it is. Hey, Tony, 
Yeah. What is your favorite piece of geeky clothing that you own and what makes it so interesting and fun or significant for you? So my girlfriend got me a uh, a Star Wars t-shirt from with like the printout from the um, original um, Empire Strikes Back uh, poster. Oh, cool. Well, yeah. I like it. Uh, I wear it all the time. I'm not wearing it currently. No. But, it's um, got to be washed from time to time. Oh, yeah. We appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I wear it all the time. Nice. Um, and it's my favorite probably because my girlfriend got it for me. Oh, so. that's very sweet. How about you, Billy Bill? Uh, I actually brought show and tell. Did you? Because you wearing it now? No. no, uh, no it's actually, not a cloud. No. no, I'm actually wearing a Galactus Silver <laughs> Surfer shirt. But nice. as you guys know, I have two just huge bins filled with geeky t-shirts. Oh, yeah. So I looked through them. Which one's my favorite? Well, I like this one. And then, then I realized my favorite piece of geeky clothing, and I have a few of them. Uh-huh. Bye, Tony. He's got to go. All right. See you, Tony. We'll catch you next week. Oops. i got to set my microphone, microphone down. down. Happy birthday to Tony's grandma, by the way. That's, Hopefully we'll your see keyboard doesn't fall on the yeah. floor. I have a couple pairs of sneakers. Oh, really? Yeah. That uh, Geeky sneakers. What's geeky going on sneakers. with your microphone? Uh, my microphone. It's gone limp. I better stand up. <laughs> there, that's better. There we go. Uh, two pairs of Kevin Smith sneakers. Really? I've actually got more than that. Those are Kevin Smith's actual He has no, worn those. No, the, <laughs> no, he hasn't worn these. In 2011, 2012, Etnies put out a line of clerk sneakers. Really? Uh, limited edition. Got a pair. That's, that's cool. As clerks on the side. And I can tell you've been wearing and, them. And on the inside, there's Jason Mewes on the inside. Here, we'll do this. And I interrupt this because your technical wizard here, Billy, <laughs> is a real jerk. No, no it's something happened over my there. My microphone, Seriously. we mentioned the, the drooping microphone. It actually stopped the recording, so we missed some magic. So let's try and recreate it. Hey, we're good at that. Well, hey, of, baby, your wife are, won't kill you now. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm still going to mention, but I, we were talking about my clerk sneakers. Yes. Had uh, Jane, Silent Bob. Also have three pairs of sneakers. A, now, uh, what's the significance of, of smeek? sneakers? Sneakers. Uh, Kevin Smith has Smodcast. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, him and his partner, uh, Scott Mosier, his mm-hmm. producing partner, put out a pair of sneakers in 2012. I got three pairs. Uh, I have the one, well-worn ones that are basically in rags that I still do yard work in. I have uh, a pair that got so ratty, threw them away. And I still have an unopened box Brand new speakers uh-huh. in my house that I want to bring and have Kevin Smith sign someday if I ever meet him. Because last year when I met him, I forgot to bring him with me to New Jersey. Well, then we're just going to have to bring him in. And uh, we're I, to bring I, him in so he can visit we're with us. We're going to start so, the email process now. There you I, go. I really want him to see that I still have a pair of sneakers because I've looked on eBay. They just don't exist anymore. They don't exist anywhere. It was a limited edition run. I wound up with three pairs of them and. Two still with me, and I, I'm, I, I really want to have Kevin see that I have them. That is cool. And uh, while I was talking about the sneakers, it occurred to me that yep. maybe I should mention my Batman wedding ring. <laughs> you think? <laughs> As my favorite. So, Susan, I love you. As I'm looking at it, yeah. uh, so maybe that is not the sneakers. Badass. But I, I have my wedding ring is very nerdy too. That's it's got awesome. the little bat signal on it, and Susan has one like that. So. So that's my favorite, not the sneakers. Not the sneakers, the Batman <laughs> wedding ring. How about you, Tanya? I don't think I can top that now. No, then we just end up on topping it, though. No. It's just about um, what's important to you. My, my favorite, as I, as Billy brought show and tell in today, so did I. Did you? I oh, was did. it that you're wearing your uh, your favorite t-shirt? My, my favorite t-shirt. I do have other nerdy, geeky t-shirts at home, but mm-hmm. my absolute favorite one is 
my uh, Rogue and Gambit X-Men t-shirt uh-huh. that I bought. A couple for the ages. Oh, Whenever we did the very first um, superhero at the Strong Museum where uh-huh. our table was right next to the theater. Right. I remember that one. And and Kelsey was dressed up as the Wii Remote. Yes. Because so, then we had the two Emilys that were doing Anna and Elsa from, right, from, Frozen. from Frozen. So that was the year that I bought the t-shirt mm-hmm. from uh, Think Geek because I didn't necessarily have a superhero uh-huh. t-shirt. So this one counted for me for superheroes. So it's your first one. It was my, f- I think I had like maybe a Star Trek or uh-huh. not, a Star Wars t-shirt. Not but Star nothing Trek. like superhero-y. Right. So therefore I looked and looked and looked and I saw it and I'm like, oh, I love it. I love the fit of it. It's uh-huh. comfy. It's well-worn. It was black. It's now like more of like the-, the Faded black. Faded black. Um, <laughs> Having been through the washing machine yes, several times black. And, and the silk screening, you know, how it starts cracking yeah. and things like that. So it's it's well loved. I had it on, I think, last week for that multimedia meeting. Mm-hmm. I <laughs> and remember then, it. And then, of course, I had to make sure I had it washed. I wore it at least once to work over the summer. Nice. And, and one of my kids is like, hey. I'm like, yeah, it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think I need another one. That's cool. So we got sneakers. And we've got T-shirts. No wedding ring, Chris. Wedding, no wedding, wedding ring. Wedding, wedding ring. ring. Sneakers. Yeah. Wedding ring. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and, and I bet oh. I'm gonna t- go out on a limb, but I want to say yours is. Uh, I I tried to guess this morning if it was your Doctor Who hoodie. Uh huh. And you said no, it's not the hoodie, but it's the right fandom. Right fandom. Wrong, so, wrong so garment. I, went, I took me three tries, so I went hoodie. Uh-huh. I went T-shirt, and you're like, nope. But you're in the right fandom, and then I hit it, yep. and it's your my scarf. Your scarf. I like many like many other Doctor Who fans. I have a Tom Baker scarf. Uh, mine is 19 feet long from tassel to tassel. the The thing that makes it most significant for me is that my mom knitted it for me. You know, and as I've said on several occasions in previous places and previous um, she doesn't episodes, understand it. My mom doesn't get a lot of fandom. She doesn't understand geek the world as but much as we still as, love her. We she's she is so with it though. She just loves the fact that I love it. And I think it was I was my sophomore year of college. It was a summertime uh, between sophomore and junior year. And that scarf represents every Yankee game that she watched because she would sit down and she would just knit while she was oh, watching so the baseball game. she was a Yankees fan. Oh, my mom's a diehard Yankees fan. Yeah, absolutely. But she knitted it out for me. Uh, and it was actually the second scarf that she had knitted for me. The first one, she, she found a pattern uh, and on, in a Doctor Who magazine. And it, the thing ended up like 11 feet long and a foot wide. And I still have it in a foot locker somewhere stashed away. But she was never quite satisfied with it because of the way it folded up and, and fit me. Because it wasn't long enough. It didn't look right. And then the fact that it was so wide kind of like threw her off. So she turned around and unbeknownst to me, she started making the next one. And, <laughs> wow. and it's, it was, uh, it's seven or eight inches wide instead of a full foot wide. And then 19 feet long from tassel tip to tassel tip. That's cool. So yeah, and that's that's really it's made of love. It is. It really is. I mean, I think it means that much more to me because my mom made it, mm-hmm. and, I, and she goes, "Never, don't tell people that." She's so embarrassed the fact that she actually made it. She goes, "Don't tell people who made that." I'm like, "No, mom, no, I'm telling everybody cool. who freaking made it." That's awesome. That is awesome. And actually, I have one other thing, not my favorite because my wedding ring or my sneakers are my favorite, but <laughs> I think it's cool that this podcast has merch. Mm-hmm. And I've got the, yes. the, hoodie the hoodie with the three monkeys that represent yep. us. We have our own merch. We have our own the merch. The fact that I have a sweatshirt with the for the podcast mm-hmm. that That's I'm part of and have a monkey that represents me reading a comic book. Yep. And, and the person that created the logo, Candace, didn't know 
any of us. Didn't had not didn't met either. Didn't know our fandoms. No, nope. your monkeys wearing a scarf. Isn't it is. It? Didn't it really know is. our favorite fandoms. Mm-hmm. Yours has a comic book. Chris's has the Doctor Who scarf. And yours has. The, I have the, the, the Princess Leia ones and the lightsabers. That and was uncanny how well she nailed us without even getting to know us at all. So it was yeah. amazing. Uh, so yeah, our merch is is growing. You can find a lot of it on Amazon. I know there's a Nerd World News T-shirt now out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that the Monkey Business Podcast stuff is going online. If not already, it's going to be soon. Uh, so you you too can have a little taste of the Mighty Monkey Corporation. And Simmy and Simmy the monkey, the Mighty Monkey herself. So that's cool. We got a lot of cool trinkets, and I'm and I I can't you know the one good thing about cold weather is I get to wear my Doctor Who scarf. That's basically. I can wear this in it. cold weather too. You can wear I that. Layer yeah, it. layers. I oh, can have, have layers. this and my monkey business hoodie on. I look really weird when I'm trumping around in uh, in in the middle of January uh, with a 19 foot long scarf on, or in middle of July with a yeah. with a 19 yeah, foot long wear scarf your on. Fandom. Not not when it's 90 degrees out. So anyway, that's good for a week. I think we're done for the week. Yeah. I think so. And we'll remember, see. we're taking a and we're taking a couple of weeks off. So we'll see you towards the end of August. We'll be back again in a couple of weeks. We're having our midsummer hiatus, and this has been Monkey Business. Uh, you can follow us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us wherever we go, and we will lead you to where the entertainment is. Have a great couple of weeks. We miss you soon. We'll see you sooner. Wow, that's nice. <laughs> You like that one? Yeah.